Welcome to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. This is the first part of our full interview with Andrew Winders from FIS, where we will get to know more about who is FIS and what treasury management solution do they offer. Andrew is a senior manager at FIS with a deep expertise in one of FIS core products, the treasury management system called Integrity. FIS is a behemoth in financial products and services and offers a broad range of treasury services and softwares. In the episode of today, expect to learn what is a treasury management system, why do companies need a TMS, what are the key features and capabilities to look for when selecting a TMS, who is FIS and what do they do, how has FIS adapted to the evolving needs of the treasury sector over the years, and much much more. This series of episodes is a bit the first of its type. Most of the episode is about FIS and their solution, but we thought it would be interesting to deep dive into a treasury management system with somebody very knowledgeable about it from the company providing it. However, please let us know what you think about it and if you would like more of this type of episodes in the future. If that is the case and when you are thinking about how you found our podcast, Chances are that it was through word of mouth, social media, or a recommendation from your favorite podcast platform. And this is our only request to you. Please leave us a review if you enjoyed the episode on your favorite podcast platform. It only takes five seconds, will help others learn more about Treasury, and this means the world to us. On another other note, this episode is brought to you by Automation Boutique. Automation Boutique is empowering Treasury, finance, and risk management with tailored automation solution. They use robotic process automation, RPA, AI, APIs, and Power Query to create automations that can work with your existing systems. We partnered with Automation Boutique as we really like their approach to innovation and how they help the industry. For this partnership, they came up with an AI-powered automation self-scan that can help you find out if a business process is suitable for automation and how to best get started. It is totally free, non-intrusive, and only takes about 15 minutes. What's great is that the report you will get from the scan helps you determine if the benefits of the automation outweigh the costs. If you want to have a look, head to the link in the description or to automationboutique.com slash corporate treasury 101. With all that being said, please welcome Andrew Winders. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Um, we had a couple of episodes around treasury systems and treasury management systems, but maybe for the people joining us for the first time on the show and also to have a little bit of a refresher, can you maybe start by explaining us what a treasury management system or TMS is, please? Yes, absolutely. So a treasury management system is designed for a corporation to simply optimize cash and liquidity and minimize risk. So imagine as an organization, you have no access to your cash. You don't know how much you're holding in your bank accounts. A treasury management system will allow you to optimize that cash position, utilize the cash internally within your organization efficiently, and then manage the risk that your organization is exposed to. So taking away all that manual process and using technology 
to simplify your treasury organization. Okay, and maybe maybe a dumb question here, but why would companies need a TMS? Is that something you can do on Excel or uh, such a stuff? Absolutely. So there's the obvious uh, example of manual error. You need to really get away from a process that invites manual error, but also you need to move towards a process that invites efficiency and productivity. So treasury structures that are running on Excel may spend a big proportion of their morning gathering information from subsidiaries, from banks, consolidating it into a spreadsheet, making sure it looks correct. You can get rid of all of that and have it all completely automated so that all that information is simply waiting for you. So you can then basically focus on the value-added process and the decision-making rather than that data manipulation. And are there like specific uh, challenges that uh, a company would be facing that would cause them to implement a TMS? So is it just scale or do you also see that, you know, there might be some specific unique cases or industries where TMSs are more applicable than others because of a yeah, specific Yeah, uh, absolutely. So one of the obvious areas, um, there's a very big focus across every market on fraud and payments today you need to be able to control that process. You need to make sure you know who can capture payments, who can authorize, who can visualize, who can approve, who can remit the payments. You need to have technology controlling that very carefully. There's also, I mean, all industries are relevant for a, a treasury platform, but, but certain industries may have a very high volume of subsidiary operations, for example, and actually it becomes completely inappropriate to try and reach out to all those organizations, know their positions, gather their information, and then return value back to those organizations, especially where they are more decentralized. So, but we, we have customers, you know, from literally two person treasuries up to multinationals. It is really about controlling the process, having visibility of your data and being able to make far better decisions off the back of that information. So I'm by guessing like each of those companies or treasury departments have like different needs and therefore there's perhaps different tools suited to all those different needs. Mm -hmm. Like what are the considerations that someone needs to take when they're selecting, you know, when they move, when they take that jump from Excel to a TMS, yeah. uh, how'd you go about actually selecting that? Yeah. That's the right considerations to take into account. And, and that jump can be quite considerable, you know, moving from something you're very comfortable in, in, in Excel, doesn't matter what job you do, you generally know how to use Excel. And then you're going to technology that maybe you've, you've never seen before. So A, you must have a solid understanding of your internal process, which sounds like an obvious thing to say, but making sure that not only the treasury process, but the business process, what are the operations doing? What is their business flow? Do the operations even understand the exposures they're working with, um, or does that not come into their consideration? So really understanding that overarching business process but it's obviously got to be something that is fit for purpose based on size of organization. So when it comes to selecting a solution, what is your resource available for implementation, for redesign a process, for transforming that treasury function? So if you understand your business process and you understand the scale within your organization and the resource available for new technology, bringing those two parts together will typically determine the level of treasury platform that is suitable for your organization. But of course, the other consideration to have is how fast is your organization growing? What are your needs going to be next year and the year after, not only today, 
uh, when we in FIS talk to the, the treasury market, we don't really necessarily focus on today. We focus on tomorrow and beyond and making sure that you're always going to be having a fit for purpose solution based on the vision of, of the business. And you touch upon a very interesting topic here, Andrew, because obviously when you get into the treasury world and start looking for treasury management system solutions or any systems, actually, FIS obviously comes quite quickly and on the top of the list. So could you maybe give us a, a brief overview for somebody completely new to treasury who has heard the name, but doesn't know much about it? Like who is FIS? What do you guys do? And mm -hmm. I feel there will be different sections. So let's first focus on treasury and see then how we can expand uh, to the broader financial world. Sure. So myself, I came into the FIS, FIS organization from the SunGuard acquisition. SunGuard being known back when it was an independent business for the, the provision of treasury applications and services. So within FIS, a lot of what we do is focused on treasury platforms, payments platforms, receivables platforms that facilitate and expedite the order to cash process. And the, the services around treasury payments and receivables, such as we offer our own Swiss service bureau, we offer our own, um, short term cash management, uh, money market funds portal. We procure our own market data. We can offer lots of services around that core offering, but the core offering is this is effectively that circular flow of cash. So treasury payments and receivables. So any organization that has to deal with cash that has a bank account, which is probably almost every organization in the world, they have a need for treasury payments or receivables. And that's effectively what our organization is offering purely from that angle. And then there's a much wider, uh, business offering beyond treasury within FIS. So lots of interesting terms here. Um, can you explain us what a Swift service bureau is and what you also mean with your own market data, like all those specific points that I feel are valuable. What's, what do they mean and what does that implies exactly? Yeah, absolutely. You raise a very good point. You should not assume that, uh, the, the acronyms and terminology yeah. is known yeah. by everybody. So our Swift service bureau, think of it as effectively a single pipe for connectivity from your treasury platform to any bank that's part of the Swift network, which today is the majority of banks that our customers work with. So what that means is you have a secure connection to every bank that you hold an account at. So if you want to automate the collection of your statements, if you want to make payments, if you want to validate the successful failure of the payments or send other messages that might be relevant to your banks, you have that single connection point where it is a treasury platform connecting to the Swiss service bureau. But the, the beauty of our Swiss service bureau is that it's our own architecture, it's our own service. So the Swiss service bureau is embedded into the treasury platform to facilitate communication for our customers to their banks. And why is that a good thing? Sorry, I'm being the devil's advocate here, but I'm super interested into understanding why would it be relevant or what's the added value of having that Swiss service bureau embedded directly into your treasury management system? Absolutely. So there's, there's two reasons really. One from a service point of view, it's all owned and maintained by FIS. So the Swiss service bureau and the treasury architecture is just one supplier. So you come to FIS 
And that is the service that we are offering to our customers. So whether it's a problem with bank connectivity or you have a question on the Treasury platform, you just come to FIS for the answer. In terms of why would a customer do that? Well, when a customer has a range of banking relationships, it is far simpler to have one connection point. So the connection point is from the Treasury platform to the Swiss Service Bureau, which then opens up the connections to all the customer's banks. So if a customer then opens up a new banking relationship, maybe in a new jurisdiction or there's a new line of business, it's very, very simple to then onboard that bank because we're already part of the SWIFT network and we are just folding in another bank for that customer to then automate the receipt of statements and to be able to send payments. Super clear, Andrew. Thanks a lot for that. And to, to follow up on the other term that you mentioned, your own market data, what does that, what does that mean exactly? So obviously in the treasury world, everybody knows of what was Reuters, became Refinitiv, Bloomberg, the major providers of market data. We have a business within FIS market map business, which actually procures similar data from the market and allows the feed of that data directly into integrity, um, our SAS treasury platform. So what that means is customers don't need to go and have an external contract with Bloomberg or anybody else providing market data. They can simply use integrity and have a, an automated feed of market data via our market map service so that market data always exists within the treasury platform. So whether you're doing month end accounting, daily revaluations to market analysis, sensitivity analysis on all of your information, that data just simply exists as a standard to allow the customers to run all that process automatically. Sorry, back to the, um, what does all that mean? And I think we're going to come to it because we're just into understanding more about FIS in particular, but it feels a bit like an all-in-one all in service. So the treasurer comes, has multiple problems, and rather than having multiple specialized systems and service providers and integrators and market data feeders and so on, can have everything in one place, which is what you just described. That, that would be a, a good summary? Yes, exactly. And it goes beyond the service bureau and market data. So we offer a, a money market funds portal, which many are surprised, but it's actually free to the customer. Um, so if customers have investment portfolios, they can use our money market funds platform to place uh, their surplus positions into their investment porf investment fund portfolios. We also have the ability to offer a confirmation matching service as an example. So for treasuries that have FX trades, money market trades, being able to automatically confirm those trades to match those trades and have visibility over all the unmatched activity that you may have agreed with your bank. So there is, as you say, an overarching service layer for uh, the treasury customer, but also then extends into payments as well as uh, receivables management as well. And would you say that's your biggest differentiator from your competitors, uh, Andrew? Like, what's what are the other TMSs out there doing uh -huh. differently uh -huh. to FIS? Uh -huh. um, to answer it from the point of view of what differentiates us, I think it's the the breadth of platform that can service a treasury customer. So there are very, very few vendors out there that can offer their own Swiss Service Bureau market data, money market funds platform, confirmation matching, 
payments. You know, there, there's a very, very broad list of technology and capability there, which FIS offers. So there's a, there's a very, very clear differentiator there. Um, also, we have um, a great degree of internal expertise. So we are run by business lines. So everybody within the treasury business just looks at treasury. And we have a very, very um, a significant advantage across all of those products and services so that we can service the customer across all those products and services within the individual business. So it becomes a very compelling offering for, uh, for the customer. But that being said, you allude to the fact that it's, it's a competitive landscape and we have to invest heavily in the services and, and in the platform itself. So we have very clear lines of direct investment, one into the infrastructure. So we have a global FIS-owned SaaS operations team um, that purely look after the integrity SaaS platform. So the, the, the investment into the platform, we have investment into the product itself, of course, as you'd expect, with a very clear roadmap, short, medium, long-term roadmap. And we also have direct investment in terms of our own resource and our vision for our delivery capability and investment into external support, such as through our partner network. Super interesting. How is that, how is that service offering that you have uh, at FS under changed over time? So the treasury, the role of the treasurer has changed quite a lot over the last decade or so. Uh, money is a lot more expensive today than it was even five years ago. Um, and so what we constantly talk about on this show is how treasurers are moving more and more towards a strategic role as opposed to just a risk management role, let's say. Has your platform like seen that same evolution along with the treasury world? And, and like where do you come from and, and what's the new philosophy for the latest TMSs versus what it was? Five ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a very good question. So, my background was treasury, and I remember when I was in treasury, the treasury remit was very very narrow: collect your information from your banks, make sure cash was utilised appropriately in the external market, and make sure you had an FX hedging program on the go. And it wasn't really much more than that. Now, uh, you know, in times of high volatility. Um, um, the expectations from a treasurer today are A, that the technology needs to be far more sophisticated, needs to be able to deliver immediate value. In terms of the actual delivery of that technology, the expectation is that the utilization of the platform is very, very quick. Treasurers don't want to spend two years implementing a treasury system. Uh, they want to be live on some part of functionality in a very, very short time frame. And the other aspect in terms of strategy is that we find treasurers now increasingly talking about a, a data strategy. So it's not necessarily just having access to the information. It's about how can technology support the consolidation of all of my fan, finance data. So there's treasury information, but also information from my AP and AR teams, from my accounting teams, from various other inputs that come from the financial organization. And so having a data strategy, what that means is, can technology provide that solution that offers immediate real-time consolidation across lots of data sources so that use of data from many different areas can, can be immediate. And, and that's really important. That's important for the, the treasurer, but that's also important for our own strategy as well. So making sure that we understand the vision of the treasurer, 
and the treasury industry obviously directly impacts the roadmap and where our solutions go. Very interesting. So where do you see that going in the future, uh, Andrew? And where's the trend for TMSs along with the trend for the treasurer's role? So we think we've forecast the trend. We think we're hopefully ahead of the curve. Uh, we've got a lot of strategic initiatives on the go. One is specifically that around a data strategy. How, we, how can we empower a treasury organization to define their own strategy around data? Where do they want to connect to? How do they consolidate in real time? And how do they use that in valuable external analytics, whether that's for the CFO, or whether that's for, for the treasury analyst? So we have a, a data strategy, which is a technology solution for a data strategy that will be released very shortly. The other thing we see very clearly is that everything today has to be delivered as a service. And what do we mean by that? We mean if a customer comes to us and says, I've got some banks in, in Asia, in the US and in Europe, they just want to connect to them. They just have to have immediate connectivity and they want that connectivity to be delivered as a service. If you have an ERP and you need forecast payments and accounting information flowing in and out of the treasury platform to the ERP, they just want to have it as a service. They don't want these big projects that actually design how you're going to integrate, design the, the field to field mapping. It just has to be out of the box. So everything we're doing today is with service levels in mind. So we want to create service as a culture and that it has to go across the entire treasury delivery for all of our customers. So that's interesting because when you started saying that, I thought you meant like they want everything subscription based, like, so the, the whole, uh, you know, SAS, BAS, everything else, ACE, yeah. S. Uh, is, uh, is, uh, is, is the, the yeah. latest trend of the way the commercial uh, softwares are working nowadays, right? Uh, you don't really just yeah. buy a plug-in software, you, you, you're a bit of a software as a service uh, model. Is that yes. also something that you're seeing as well? And, yes, uh, sorry, I, I, I'd lost over that because that just is second nature to us. I mean, that, that's exactly as you describe. It's the, the, the general market just want to subscribe and consume. And that's essentially exactly, exactly what we aim to deliver. So it's a, you find that the technology is a good fit for your business. Um, no upfront fees, just SaaS subscription model, um, start consuming the, the, the functionality and the services you need. And, and, and the other thing I should just add to that actually, um, is on top of the, the SaaS commercial model. There's also more and more demand for like a business processing outsource model as well. Not, not in every market, not for all corporates, but for certain sectors, there's the opportunity now to say, actually, the way you're doing things is not very efficient. You ought to look at outsourcing a lot of that and actually not having to worry about the operational side of things. Let let an organization um, deal with that. Let an organization who is good at dealing with the operational side of things process your data um, and your information for you. You just worry about your business side and, and the actual decision making with your own customers. Um, and that's something else that we're seeing high demand for. So outside of Treasury, what else does FIS do? Do you guys have... You guys oh, that, other parts to that your... Would, uh, that would well, take right? too long to go into everything. So we have 
there, there, there's basically three three arms of the organization. So there's the capital markets division um, that we sit in, in in Treasury. Then there's merchant solutions. So offering everything that a merchant wants and all the acquiring type services and solutions there. Uh, and then we have our banking division. So servicing banks in terms of infrastructure and services that the banks may require. So it's very much banking, merchants and capital markets are the three elements of, of FIS. And then within each of those, there's obviously many products and services available for those uh, particular business lines. Awesome. And that's, we wanted to ask this question, Andrew, because just for people and us as well, because we didn't know, grasp a bit the size of FIS, which is one of the top service providers, software providers in the, in, uh, in the treasury industry, sorry, but also for the banking and you said, uh, merchant account, right? So super interesting. Now let's dive a little bit deeper into one of your particular solutions that I had personally encountered in my uh, former consulting life. We'd like to talk about integrity, which is uh, one of your treasury management system. Could you describe what it is and its primary functions? Who is it meant to be for and so on and so forth? Yes, uh, absolutely. So integrity is that software as a service designed uh, treasury architecture. Um, so there is no infrastructure required on the client side. There's no server requirements. There's, there's no IT requirements, essentially. It is literally um, a URL and the customer then has their own own database of information so everything is very secure and ring fenced for each individual customer um, but it's a multi-tenant application delivering treasury technology and that treasury technology can can range from anything from simple cash management cash visibility all the way to um, full in-house banking capability um, front office applications, back office applications, accounting, hedge accounting, risk analytics. And then on top of that, there's an inbuilt, uh, integrity built, um, BI tool for, for reporting. So not an external BI tool, a BI tool that integrity, our development team have, have, uh, produced for integrity, which actually enables, uh, users to report on any data across that entire, entire workflow. 